Hello, this is Gary Hutchins with the Sunny Slope Church of Christ in Omaha, Nebraska. This is today's Bible class, a short Bible study every single day, seven days a week, only about 13 minutes each day. But you know that gets us into God's Word, keeps us focused on our spiritual relationship with God upon our souls. And since faith comes by hearing the Word of God, Romans 10 and verse 17, it helps us to stay strong and even grow stronger in our faith. We encourage you always to share these short studies with everybody you can. Help somebody you know get into God's Word. You know people who need to turn their lives around from a spiritual perspective. Help them by getting them into these short studies from God's Word. Share through Facebook friends, text messages, other technological means with your family members, friends, work associates, neighbors, with literally everybody you can. You may help somebody turn their life around. You may help somebody get to heaven. What a great blessing for them. But it will also be a great blessing for you. So make that commitment. Start sharing today. We're going to begin a new line of thought and study. We're going to talk about somebody whom a lot of people want to just not even think about. In fact, a lot of people have just entirely discounted this particular individual and say, uh, oh, that's just fantasy. That's just old mythology. That's just something that people have made up to try to scare people and keep them under their control. Particularly, they might say, the church has done that. They've just made this person up to try to keep their parishioners or their members or their believers or their worshipers under their thumb. We're going to talk about the devil. Is the devil real? (laughs) Absolutely, the devil is real. Some people, they think that if you believe in the devil, well, you never really graduated from childhood. You're still living in immaturity. You've never really grown up in your full senses because they'd say, that's childish, that's, that's absurd, that's immature. Or as one put it, belief in, in Satan, a personal devil, is part of mankind's nursery furniture. Well, others believe in a quasi-devil, who is really not as bad as the Bible makes him out to be. He's pictured in films and Saturday Night Live and in other cartoon kind of characterizations as a fun-loving cartoon character, complete with a red suit, pointed horns, and a long forked tail. And a lot of times, he's portrayed as only being about maybe three or four feet tall. Cute little guy, perhaps, but kind of, shall we say, devilish at the same time? Well, the Bible is clear about the devil's existence and his evil intentions. In fact, the apostle Peter referred to the devil as our gravest and most deadly enemy. He portrayed him as a roaring lion walking about, seeking whom he may devour in 1 Peter chapter 5, verses 8 and 9. Someone whom we need to resist, as Peter brought out in that text. Well, what does the Bible say about the devil? Does it ever mention the devil directly, specifically? It sure does. The word Satan is found in Scripture 55 times. Did you realize that? 55 times? 19 times in the Old Testament and 36 times in the New Testament. So it's not a made-up 
fantasy kind of individual or characterization that is specific just to Old Testament scripture or to new, but we find it throughout the, old, uh, throughout the entire Bible. The word devil is found 59 times, all of them in the New Testament. Jesus acknowledged Satan as being real and talked often about him, such as Matthew chapter 25 and verse 41. Let's turn over there and read what Jesus said in that particular text of Scripture. Matthew chapter 25 and verse 41. Give me a moment to turn over there. And here Jesus said, Then he will also say to those of the left hand, Depart from me, you cursed into everlasting fire, prepared for the devil and his angels. Now, Jesus not only referred to the devil there specifically, but it certainly was not in a matter-of-fact kind of expression because uh, Jesus said, uh, there's a lake of fire prepared for the devil and those who are following him. In John chapter 8 and verse 44, again, we read a reference by our Lord himself to the devil. Jesus said, you are of your father, the devil, and the desires of your father you want to do. He was a murderer from the beginning and does not stand in the truth because there is no truth in him. When he speaks a lie, he speaks from his own resources for he is a liar and the father of it. Well, once again, Jesus refers to the devil very specifically and very directly. Oh, yes. Now, analyzing these texts gives us detail about our enemy, the devil. What is Satan like? What is the devil like? Well, Going all the way back to the book of Job, and we look in Job chapter 1, and there we find in the first two chapters the devil demonstrating his character as a slanderer, a slanderer. Have you ever thought about the devil as slandering people? Well, he certainly does that exactly, and he was doing that before God himself about God's servant, faithful Job. In verses 7 and 8 of chapter 1, the book of Job, the Lord said to Satan, now there's one of the references in the Old Testament to Satan, to the devil, from where do you come? So he answered the Lord and said, from going to and fro on the earth and from walking back and forth on it. Then the Lord said to Satan, Have you considered my servant Job, that there is none like him on the earth, a blameless and upright man, one who fears God and shuns evil? God was laying out the character of Job, a human being, a man living on this earth, as being a man of righteousness, one who respected God and followed him faithfully and obediently and consistently. But verse 9, we see the devil responding. So Satan answered the Lord and said, Does Job fear God for nothing? Have you not made a hedge around him, 
around his household and around all that he has on every side. You have blessed the work of his hands, and his possessions have increased in the land. But now stretch out your hand and touch all that he has, and he will surely curse you to your face. Well, the devil was responding to God's recognition, might we say praise, of Job as being a faithful and righteous believer in and follower of God, faithful to God consistently through his lifestyle. Satan was saying, well, yeah, you've protected him all around. You bless all that he does. You've caused his holdings to increase. But let me tell you, take those things away, strike those things before him, he'll curse you to your face. That Satan, the devil, was slandering Job, slandering him. Well, so God let the devil have some latitude in, in persecuting, tempting Job. And if you read through the rest of chapter 1, we find that Job lost, might we say, most all of his possessions, at least physical possessions that would contribute to his wealth. And not only that, he lost all of his children, all of that in one day. But Job still did not curse God. Job maintained his faith and dedication to God. In the second chapter, verse 3, beginning with verse 1, the Lord said to Satan, from where do you come? So Satan answered the Lord and said, from going to and fro on the earth and from walking back and forth on it. And the Lord said to Satan, Have you considered my servant Job, that there is none like him on the earth, a blameless and upright man, one who fears God and shuns evil? And still he holds fast to his integrity, although you incited me against him, to destroy him without cause. So Satan answered the Lord and said, Skin for skin, yes, all that a man has he will give for his life. But stretch out your hand now and touch his bone and his flesh, and he will surely curse you to your face. Well, God allowed Satan to have even more leeway with his tempting Job and persecuting him, causing him pain, except God said you cannot take his life. And so Satan caused grievous sores or boils to break out upon Job's body from the top of his head to the soles of his feet. He undoubtedly was in extreme pain and agony. And yet through all of that, Job still did not curse God. Job still maintained his faith and his integrity in believing in and serving God on a consistent basis. Oh, but the devil slandered Job tried to slander him before God, but Job remained faithful and dedicated and did not curse God as the devil tried to lure him into, to motivate him to do. Interesting. Well, not only is the devil a slanderer, and when you stop and think about all of the instances of people slandering other people, You can trace that back basically to the devil. Psalm 109 and verse 6 is an example of that. When you're talking about slander and slandering people, and that's unrighteous 
oh, un- unrighteous instigation or talking down, talking badly about somebody, that's, that's a work of the devil. And that individual who is doing that is simply responding to the motivation of the devil to do evil toward that person, and perhaps in the hearing and face of other people listening and watching. The devil is a slanderer. When we come back next time, we're going to talk about how the devil is also a counterfeiter. In fact, not just a counterfeiter, we might think of counterfeiting money, counterfeiting things that are supposed to be something else and making them look better than what they actually are. But we're talking about also the devil being a counterfeiter of godliness. Think about that. And we'll get back to that next time. Let's pray together. Father, help us to always realize that just as you are absolutely true and absolutely there and exist, that you are God, the God, the only God, totally righteous and pure and just, that the devil is just as real, that he is there, and he is absolutely the opposite of your character, dear Father. He is evil and ungodly and unrighteous and wicked, and that his his goal in life is to pull us away from you, to guide us into unfaithfulness and ungodliness, sin. Help us to open our eyes and see, and help us to always walk with you, Father. Help people to see all over the world, we pray. Please forgive us, gracious Father. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.